Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Water heaters are just plain dumb. They're designed to keep your water hot whether you need it or not. And that can mean lots of wasted energy. But there's a quick fix that's easy and inexpensive. Read how to install a water heater blanket when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. It's a great hour. It's a great idea. We're going to talk about some great home improvement projects. That's right. This hour, tackling storm cleanup can be easier with a chainsaw, but avoid your own massacre and keep in mind that this is one tool that you need to operate with caution. We're going to tell you what you need to know this hour. And also this hour, we kick off a new segment here on the Money Pit, the green scene. We're going to have a special segment that tells you about the products and services for your home that are environmentally friendly. Good for you, good for your house, good for the environment. Everybody wins. And also this hour, we have a fantastic prize to give away. It is an 18-volt, one-plus right-angle grinder from Ryobi. It's worth 100 bucks, and it comes with a battery and charger that can be interchanged with any other Ryobi one-plus tool. It's a great prize. You know, including, you know, they even have a one-plus chainsaw. <laughs> Chainsaws freak me out. But they're super fun. That's a tool for a storm. You know, you got no power, you need to just use your battery powered chainsaw. <laughs> if you're not no problem. So you want to win it? Well, you gotta call one eight 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 Money Pit. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. So Leslie, who's first? Louie in Port Huron, Michigan. You are on the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Yes, hi there. I have, um, we just bought a new house here uh, last July. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And we are looking to uh, finish the basement, and I'm uh, looking at putting insulation in between the basement and the first floor. I'd like to find out which way that the face of the insulation should uh, should be directed to. And also, I guess, what's the best way if I should put a vapor barrier over top of that? Well, the vapor barrier goes towards the heated space. So that goes, if you're doing from the basement up to the first floor, the paper would be up against the floor. It would not be, it's, it's kind of the opposite of the way that you would think, 
But I would recommend not using a paper face at all. I would recommend just using uh, raw bats, unfaced fiberglass bat insulation. You hold them up in place with them. Um, they have these wire supporters that sort of spring in between the floor mm-hmm. joists. And the bats are about six feet long, and they're easy to handle. They can go up in between the floor joists, and you support them with these wire springs. What's the benefit of the non-vapor barrier? Well, if you have a vapor barrier and it has any holes in it, it's just as good as nothing. So I, I think that in a floor situation, you're probably better off not putting a vapor barrier on it. Vapor barriers um, work really well when you can put them on and then put the drywall over it. For example, if you're doing your walls and you put the vapor barrier against the, the edge of the studs and then you cover it with drywall so everything mm-hmm. is in the right order. But when you when you have the floors and the walls already completed, it's much harder to get that kind of a seal. So what I would suggest you do is go ahead and put unfaced fiberglass bats into the floor. And you will find that it makes a nice difference. It will be much, much warmer on the first floor as a result. Okay, now should that insulation be as thick as the floor joist is? Yeah, there's no reason to to save any room there. So if you have 8-inch floor joists, use 8 inches of insulation. Okay. By the way, do you have any plans to ever finish this basement? Yes, I do. That's that's why I wanted to know this uh, specific. Well, if you're going to finish the basement, remember, once you insulate that floor, that none of the heat is going to leak back through it. So that means you're going to have to have separate heat for the basement. So you'll need to have, you know, electric baseboard radiators are fine for a basement rec room because you don't need to run them all that often. Uh, or you could have your HVAC system modified to put in, for example, an additional duct down there. But once you insulate it, you are insulating it. You are separating it thermally from the rest of the house. So you're going to have to have a heat source for that basement once you do that. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Tim in Indiana, you are on the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Hi, I'm trying to figure out what the difference between a furnace and a heat pump is and which one's better to, to replace a furnace with. Well, what do you have now? Do you have gas heat? I have gas heat right now, yeah. It's, um, it's a, it's an, it, the house was built in the 60s, and it's an existing furnace. If you have gas heat, then there's no reason to put in a heat pump. If you have electric heat, then putting in a heat pump is a viable option. What a, what a heat pump is, just for those that are not familiar with it, is basically an air conditioner that runs backwards. It has a reversing valve as part of the refrigeration cycle. Um, think of a, uh, a wall. But they can't do both. It's strictly a heat pump if it's a heat pump. No, it goes well. A heat pump also supplies cold air and or hot air. It basically reverses the refrigeration system. Okay. In the summer, the refrigeration runs one way. In the winter, it runs a different way. But it uses the, the principles of refrigeration to basically either cool or heat your air. Okay. Think of a window air unit, uh, a portable. You know how it blows hotter out of the backside? Turning it inside out. Yeah, it's like turning it inside out is all a heat pump is. And the way a heat pump works is it maintains the temperature in your home as long as the difference between what you set it at and what it is is 2 degrees. So if you set the thermostat at 74, if it falls to 73, the heat pump comes on. If it falls to 72, the heat pump stays on. If it falls to 71, the heat pump says, I can no longer keep up with your demand for heat and brings on another part of the heat pump, which is called the backup heat, and that's straight electric resistance heat. Now, it gets warm quick when that happens, but it makes your electrical cost about triple. Yeah, but imagine just trying to maintain the standard heat if it's kicking on all the time. It's expensive. Yeah, it can be. You know, I was down in, uh, in Florida not too long ago, and I had to actually adjust the thermostat for my mom and dad. They have an electric heat pump in their house, and I instructed them to not move the thermostat up and down quickly because if you have a heat pump, you have to have a special heat pump thermostat that moves it up and down slowly because it doesn't trigger that backup resistance mm-hmm. heat from coming on. But you know what? Hands down, if you got gas, I would never replace a good gas system with electric heat pump because it's going to be much more expensive to run. Okay, thank you. 
You're welcome, Tim. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Ray in Delaware, what's going on at your house? I bought a uh, granite countertop that's medium brown to dark brown, and there's one seam in it. And part of the seam, it's darkened on either side of it, about six inches long, and it's just slightly darker. Okay. Ray, that, that's not just dirt, is it, that's in that seam, like a grout joint that gets dark? No, no, it's it's into the granite. Ooh. Has it always been that way, Ray, or did it happen? Well, uh... They just... It got installed like uh, July. And was it like that from the get-go, or did you guys put something on no, it? Or... No, it was no, never put anything on it. It happened like a month or five weeks later. We noticed it. Well, something uh, must have happened. Granite is very old; it's millions of years old, and it's not going to just turn that color all by itself. So something must have gotten in there, or perhaps it was like that, and you just didn't notice it. But it's not; it's it's pretty much an inorganic product, so it's not going to change on its own. Well, it could be Ray that you guys perhaps clean the countertop with an inappropriate cleaning material because sometimes if you use the wrong thing it could cause discoloration. We really weren't even here because I have another home we stay at so that the countertops I mean, basically didn't even get used. Well, there's a company called Stone Care that makes a whole line of granite cleaners. You might want to try to clean that top with some uh, good professional cleaner and see if it takes any of that color out. But if it's a stain that's embedded down into it, um, then it's going to be very, very difficult for you to pull it back up. Ray, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Harold in Lake North Hills, Illinois. What's going on at your Money Pit? Oh, that valve you guys were talking about... About the shower, you know, where it keeps the shower normal when you flush the toilet, it turns cold? Yes. Right. I need to know where you can get that or, or or whatever. Oh, you can get it anywhere, and it's called a pressure balance valve. Now, what a pressure balance valve does is it maintains the flow mix between hot and cold in your shower, even when the pressure goes down. Now, the force of the water, the pressure will reduce, but the mix won't change. So you're not going to get a temperature difference, but if somebody turns on a sink or flushes a toilet, whatever causes the water to react in your shower, it's just going to lose pressure. So you're not going to burn yourself or freeze. It's the end of practical joke but you'll still get a good mix, but it's just going to be less intense. Yeah, and all the manufacturers make one. In fact, we saw one recently that Moen makes mm-hmm. that was cool because it has a memory function that if you happen to like your... Which was your, so interesting. Yeah, happen to like your shower mix at just a certain place, like a certain type of temperature. Once you set it, you just kind of hit a button and it sort of goes right back to where it was. So it's called a pressure balance valve. All the manufacturers have them and that will be the solution to your situation with the cold and hot showers. Okay, thank you very much and you guys stay really warm wherever you're at. All right, you thanks too. so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. You are listening to The Money Pit and spring is almost here and we're going to help you get your Money Pit ready because you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Up next, each year there are more than 30,000 chainsaw-related injuries. Holy cow, that's huge. 30,000 miniature chainsaw massacres going on all around the country. Well, We're going to teach you the critical things you need to know so that you can use a chainsaw safely after this. 888 Pit. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatru. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. 
When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a classic craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. Dad, can you make sure there are no monsters under my bed? Anything for you, princess. Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, and the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air. Uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear. Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air Electronic Air Cleaner that traps viruses. Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comforts. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly, mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. Table saw. <laughs> 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you give us a call now at one eight 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 Money Pit, one caller we're going to talk to this hour is going to win a great prize from Ryobi. It's a right angle grinder from their very popular OnePlus line. All of the OnePlus power tools run off the same battery and charger, so it's all interchangeable. 888-666-3974. Before the break, we were talking about chainsaws. You know, they can make storm cleanup easier and faster, but like any powerful machine, they are dangerous if not used correctly. Here's some tips. First, obviously, read the safety manual. That so came. many people don't read the manuals. You know, I 
always force myself to read those manuals, and surprisingly enough, I learned something once in a while, so not a bad idea to check the book. Also, it's important to wear safety gear. You know, a, a hard hat is probably, it's probably one of the only home improvement projects that I will regularly wear hard hats for, is I'm using a chainsaw, because you're cutting stuff off over your head, and your head is pretty soft. So wear a hard hat. <laughs> wear head and face protection. Hearing protection, also very important, and cotton or leather gloves. With powerful tools, an ounce of prevention could save you a visit to the emergency room. One eight 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 Money Pit could also save you the cost of a home improvement emergency. So call us with your home improvement question. Call us with your home improvement project. Call us with your home improvement problem. There's no problems. There's only solutions waiting to be used, implemented, given out, tried out. Call us one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Craig in Kansas City, Kansas. What can we do for you? Yeah. Hey, I've got a question for you. Um, I've got a kind of dilemma here. Um, our new house warranty expired, and and so what we bought a, a home warranty, and it's it's about four hundred dollars a year, and we don't have that much you know deficiencies, but it covers pretty much everything you know except for my son's iPod. But <laughs> one year, my air conditioner went down, and that would have been like a thousand dollars, and you know w- with a thirty five dollar deductible. You know, they paid everything else. But since then, it's like, I don't know, should I keep that? Is that a good, I- is that a good idea or, or not? Yeah, but Craig, you know the second you cancel it, everything's going to break down. Yeah, how old is your house? Yes, uh, it's uh, about 12 years old. 12 years old. I think now's a great time to have a warranty because at this age, you're going to start, like you already went through the compressor, other things that could go wrong dishwashers fail at this this time, washer-dryers, uh, water heaters will start to leak. Um, 12 years is an age when you start to get to a lot of mechanical breakdown. So if you are not a lucky kind of a guy, which you may not be, it might be okay. But remember, warranty companies are in the business to make money. So they're betting that Something's going to go wrong. No, they're actually betting yeah. that, that nothing's going to go wrong. Oh, they're, they're betting that, that, that not enough's going to go wrong to make it unprofitable for them to be in the warranty business. So it really depends on you know how financially sort of secure you are in the fact that well if I don't get the warranty and if all of a sudden I get you know a thousand dollar repairs are going to kill me, I think over your lifetime. Yeah, but compounded if you have four one thousand dollar repairs right. all at once. But all other factors being equal, compounded over your lifetime, you're usually better off not buying warranties because. On average, you're going to end up spending more money on warranties than you would on all of the repairs together. You know, when you start getting into, you know, one year versus another year, uh, harder to make that decision. So if you're more comfortable with not having those surprises, then go ahead and buy the warranty. If you are comfortable that you can handle an occasional repair cost, then take the money you were going to put in the warranty and put it in a home improvement savings account or home repair savings account. Bank it yourself. Self-insure, so to speak, against the unknown of home improvement repair. Well, that, that, that's great insight. I appreciate it. All right, Craig, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Roger in North Carolina, tell us how we can help you. Yeah, I'm calling about a, a leak in my brother's basement. We He just moved into it up in Tennessee, and right where the blocks meet the, the pad, the cement pad down in the basement, mm-hmm. right? It, uh, when it rains real hard, it will uh, just come in in a couple places. And uh, I can see where somebody's tried to mortar along, like make a seam along there. Yes. But it doesn't seem to be working very well. Well, that's because even the mortar is hydroscopic. So everything, you know, when the water builds up in the dirt surrounding the foundation, it just sucks it right in. 
Yeah, the reason that it's leaking in that area, Roger, is because I'm uh, speculating that this is a hollow block foundation wall, and typically they build a footing and then they put the first couple of rows of concrete block on top of that, and those are packed solid with, with mortar. And then the, the rows that are on top of that are hollow, so the water gets into the hollow block, falls down until it hits the solid block, and then starts to leak out. The secret here is to stop the water from getting there in the first place, and to do that you need to address the grading and the drainage at the outside of the house. Ah, so you'll actually have to dig down alongside Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. No. Tell your brother. Tell him out in Tennessee. Tell him to make sure that there's gutters on the house. Make sure there's a sufficient amount of gutters for the size of house and make sure that there's enough downspouts also for the size of house. And if they're already gutters, make sure they're clean and operating smoothly and everything's flowing nice out of them. And you want to maintain that. Keep them clean all year long. If you're tired of cleaning them up, go ahead and put some sort of gutter cover on top of them so you don't have to do it as often. Um, make sure that your downspouts are away from the house. You don't want any water deposited right against the foundation. And make sure that all of the dirt, the grading, slopes away from the house. You don't need to dig up anything. Okay, so just channel the water that's hitting the ground. Try to channel it around and that's away right. from Manage the house. That's right. Manage the water. That's right. Roger, go to our website at moneypit.com and search on wet basements. You'll find a detailed article there on how to deal with this. I sure will. Roger, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. John in Illinois, what's on your mind? How can we help you? Listen, I have some six-panel pine doors. Okay. And uh, my dog, when he was a pup, he thought that the way to get out of the house was to scratch the doors. <laughs> How can I go ahead and repair that? Um, are they painted? Are they stained? They're not stained. They're just uh, polyurethane coated. Uh, they're, but they're clear coated? Yes. So that you want to keep it so that you can see the grain? Correct. Okay. Well, how deep are those scratches? Um... I don't know how to answer that. Uh, eighth inch, sixteenth of an inch? I mean, oh, gouged? gosh, no, not an eighth inch. Probably, uh, oh, maybe somewhere between twenty-five, fifty thousand. Oh, uh, you must be a you must be a technical guy. You must be like a machinist or something. Correct. All right. How did I guess that? <laughs> all right, John. What you're going to need to do is this. First of all, you have to take the door off the hinges, get up on a couple of saw horses, and sand you're it have down. To sand it down. Because if you try to fill that with anything, even those waxy crayons that are used for getting nah, out the scratches, gonna it's going right. to not be clear. What I would do is I would start with about an 80-grit sandpaper and try to get uh, as much of it out as possible. If you get down to the point where maybe there's just a tiny bit left, I'll give you a little trick of the trade. You can take a wet washcloth, lay it on top, take a very hot iron and steam it. That will help the grain swell and perhaps close some of those scratches. And then once you get it to the point where you want a little bit of 120-grit sandpaper, 150-grit sandpaper would be the last thing that you want to put on there. Then I want you to use a sanding sealer on top of it, and then the last thing is your is your top coat of finish, which could be a polyurethane. Because the, the house is uh, over 10 years old, there has to be some discoloration in the doors from, from the time that it was originally... Uh... Yeah, that's a good point. You're going to have oxidation, so the door, when you sand it, you're going to have to sand the entire door, because if you just try to sand those, those spots, they will come up lighter than the rest of the door. Now, eventually, that will fade in so it's the same, but mm -hmm. it will be pretty obvious. So I would recommend sanding the whole door. You won't have to do nearly as much. And I hope you have a, you have a sander. Do you have a vibrating sander? Yes, I do. Yeah, well, that's the thing to use. And you know what, my hand. John, I've even seen stranger things happen. Before you go and start sanding everything, take a little bit of uh, Murphy's oil soap. Because sometimes if the scratches aren't too deep and they're not terribly discolored, you can actually make it go away with Murphy's oil soap. You're not physically getting rid of the divot or the scratch, but it makes the appearance go away. Give it a try before you start sanding everything. Well, I want to thank you folks so much. 
Okay, up next. Well, you've heard of Energy Star ratings for appliances, right? Well, there is a brand new rating system, and it's for plumbing fixtures. And this is going to help you decide which ones save the most water. We'll tell you all about it after this. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Making good homes better at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. What are you working on? Give us a call. Let's do that job together. Okay, Tom, I don't know if you're aware of this, but 2007 is a big year for product advances that are going to make it easy to upgrade your bathroom for water savings. Very exciting. And that's actually not a small feat, considering that you use nearly two-thirds of all the water in your home in the bathroom. And here to tell us about the new products to help save water in the bathroom is Amy Oscomo. She's our new green scene reporter for the Money Pit. We guess, uh, Amy, you're the official Money Pit green trend washer, certified tree hugger, keeping an eye on <laughs> developments from your perch in the environmentally oriented, heavily forested wilds of Northern California. Yes, that's me. So welcome to the program. Thank you very much. So let's talk about saving water in 2007. You tell us that there's a new labeling program that's coming out now called Water Sense. What's that all about? Yes, there is. It's actually a lot like the Energy Star labeling that consumers will be familiar with. That's been on appliances for several years now. So what we've got now is something exclusively for the plumbing part of your home improvement and furnishings here. Uh, WaterSense is debuting this year, and it's the result of a public and private effort by the EPA to designate products and services that will help everybody conserve water. Well, what are the guidelines that make it WaterSense appropriate? The labeling is the result of some pretty specific testing they do, and I won't give you all the ins and outs of that because there are pages and pages of specifications. But independent testing is done on all toilets and soon-to-be faucets and other items that will earn the labeling. And they have to meet pretty stringent specifications that have been determined with help from water utilities, manufacturers, test labs, and other folks who have an interest in that. These, uh, these tests are pretty interesting. In particular, I note the flush test. It has yes, to effectively okay. flush a minimum of 350 <laughs> grams of soybean paste. Yes, and yeah, it's a good idea of how it works and helps. So, yeah, the flush test is a pretty important one. Amy, are they going to be testing items that are currently on the market, or is this strictly water sense labeling going to be on new product? This is going to be for new products, so you'll see these coming into the marketplace really in the next few months here. So what kinds of appliances will we see this on uh, besides toilets? Toilets are the main thing right now, but what they're working on in testing are bathroom faucets. So that's next up for the bathroom specifically. And then also will be components for your outdoor system for irrigation for your lawn and yard. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm so glad to see that performance is part of this because all kidding aside, 1.6 gallon toilets have been out for a long time, but most of them didn't work very well, which means you had to flush twice. And if you had 1.6 and 1.6, well, you're almost using as much water as you had did before. 
Right. Now, Amy, I know that you care specifically because of the green issue in our Mother Earth. What about folks who need this translated to dollars and cents? What would doing a, or using a product that's water sense labeled help them specifically with a toilet? Well, this has some nice savings for folks. Say you've got a family who has a toilet in their home right now. It was made between maybe 1980 and 1994. That would be the 3.5 gallons per flush or GPF toilet. With that toilet alone, you're using around 26,000 gallons of water per year. So replacing that with one of these high-efficiency toilets it could reduce usage by more than 60%, and it can save you at least $55 annually in the water bill department. So at that rate, the high-efficiency toilets that are coming out, they can pay for themselves within a few years. Amy Oscomo, the Green Scene reporter. Thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. Great information. Looking forward to your next report. Up next, checking your house for problems before a storm might seem like a nuisance, but actually spending a little time now to make sure that your home is ready for snow, ice, frozen rain, driving rain, it is worth the time, the money, and the headaches. We're going to tell you what to look for, so stick around. Money Pit! So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Dad, can you make sure there are no monsters under my bed? Anything for you, princess. Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, And the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air. uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear. Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air high-efficiency air cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air electronic air cleaner that traps viruses. Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air high-efficiency air cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comfort. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer, Thermatrue Doors. Thermatrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatrue Doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatrue entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatrue.com. AOL's new real estate site has answers for just about everything a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Um, well, I feel a little strange talking to a website, but I do have a question about wooden siding. I live near a wooded area, and sometimes... Aluminum pie pans. I beg your pardon? 
Aluminum pie pans. Hang them from your eaves. Scares the bejeevers out of them woodpeckers. Wow, that's what I was thinking. Okay, I have a 60s style bungalow, and every once in a while... Four-inch retro-style moisture-proof tile in your bath. Lose that wet dog smell. That was weird. Okay, concrete driveway and... Vapor permeable sealer. Makes spills yesterday. Pink paint. Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Why don't you give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT right now, or any time this hour, or any time at all for that matter. One caller we talked to this hour is going to win a Ryobi Right Angle Grinder. It features a four and a half inch wheel that's ideal for removing paint, rust, grinding steel, even polishing metals. And it's part of the popular 18 volt one plus system, which means that the battery and the charger are interchangeable with any other one plus tool. It's worth a hundred bucks, so call us now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Okay. To make sure your home is ready for the ice, snow, and frozen rains of the winter season, you need to create an inspection checklist that's customized for your home's specific needs. If you got through the winter this year with no damage, congratulations. Let's make sure it happens that way every single season. Here's what you need to know. First of all, some of the basics include draining and shutting off sprinkler systems and other exterior water lines to avoid frozen and broken pipes. If you don't have shutoff valves for, for example, your outside hose bib faucets, have them installed this spring because now's the perfect time to do it. You know, spring is like the Goldilocks season. Not too hot, not too cold, (laughs) perfect for getting lots of projects done. It's just right. It's just right. <laughs> That's right. And speaking of just right, you also want to make sure that your flashings around your dormers, vent pipes, chimneys, and pretty much any other projections that are popping out of your roof, the side of your house, whatever, are watertight. You can use a product like Grace Roof Detail Membrane. This is going to seal off all of those critical roof detail areas. Also, clean your gutters. If you can, do it seasonally. It really is helpful because a clog could result in an ice dam, which is going to push moisture up through your shingles and get water right into your house. Also, trim trees, remove dead branches, ice, snow, and wind. When it gets a whipping out there, it could cause those weak trees and branches to fall on your house. So now is the time to basically get your house ready for next winter season. Clear away the obstructions, get your house in tip-top shape, and you will go through the season unscathed. Don't wait for the big storm. It's too late then. If you want more information on Grace's family of weather barriers for roofs, windows, doors, and decks, you can visit their website. It's a great one for consumers. It's graceathome.com. Let's get back to the phones. Craig in North Carolina, you are on the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Uh, I have Mason siding on, uh, on my house and is deteriorating in several spots. And from what I understand, there's a, um, a process in which I can go through uh, to retrieve some money from the manufacturer uh, for uh, replacement of the masonite siding. And 
uh, I hear there's an 800 number or a webpage or, or something like that that might give me information on, on what I can do. thought maybe you might have some insight on that. There are several class action suits going on across the country. Some of them, the claim dates have passed on, and some of them are still active. So it depends on what type you have. There is a good website called uh, claimsource1.com. It has a lot of information on... Tom, is it the number one or are you spelling O-N-E, out one? No, O-N-E. Okay. They're based out of Atlanta. They have a lot of information um, about the various source claims that are available to be filed. And I think that they're a service that sort of does this as a business. So they try to get the money back for you and probably get a percentage. I may be wrong about that. But I will tell you that of all the sites out there, that they seem to spell it out the best. So you can take a look. But conceptually, that composite siding has been having a lot of issues. And, you know, generally what happens is the surface of the siding breaks down, either from nails that go through it, and then water gets in there, then it swells up. So, it, you know, I used to tell my clients when I was in the home inspection business that it would be fine as long as you painted it every day before you went to work. <laughs> you know, But it, it really is not very durable stuff. And by the time it starts to get past the, the 8 to 10-year-old range, it really starts to break down pretty rapidly. So you know you got a siding replacement job uh, in your future one way or the other. Is there a way that I can find the manufacturer without actually tearing the, uh, the masonite off the side and looking on the back? Um, I think that you could probably identify it through photographs, and I'm sure that there are ways to do that because, you know, every one of these has been very well documented at this point in time. And frankly, even if you tore it off, you may not find it on the back anyway. So um, check out that website. I think that'll be a good place for you to start, claimsource1.com. Great. Thank you very much for your help. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Marilyn in New Jersey, it seems like you've got a wet basement. What's going on over there? Yes, I have a basement that has cinder block walls and a little workroom, and I see a little water coming through and a little bit of white dust is in there. And I wanted to know if I could use some kind of special paint or something to seal the cinder block. Well, you can. The white dust that you're seeing is... Is that efflorescence? It's efflorescence. It's mineral salt deposits that are left over from water that gets into the block and then evaporates and leaves its mineral salts behind. There's a multi-step process here, Marilyn. First of all, we want you to address the drainage conditions at the outside of your house so that we cut back on the amount of water that's getting there. Yeah, you want to make sure that your house has gutters, number one. If the house doesn't have gutters, put some up. If it does, make sure they're clean and make sure that those downspouts deposit that water far enough away from the house. And make sure you have enough gutters just to really cover the house and do a good job of keeping that water away. And you want to look at the grading of the property as well. You want to make sure that any soil that's leading up to the foundation flows away from the house. So it's sloping away and you want to get down about six inches over four feet not too drastic just enough to get that water moving away and doing that will keep that water just from saturating that soil right next to the foundation exactly now as far as those stains are concerned i want you to mix up a solution of white vinegar and water that's going to help melt those salts away they'll make them evaporate away and then in terms of painting the walls that is your very last step, and you can use a basement wall paint, and that will certainly help seal in those walls and prevent any normal soil dampness from coming through. So if you see, Marilyn, this is really a multi-step process. It's really involved involving water management more than anything else. If you keep the water away from the walls, you'll keep the basement dry, and you won't be seeing those stains anytime soon. Thank you very much. That helps tremendously. Flooring is a big topic with our callers here at the Money Pit, and Debbie from New Mexico has got a question about that. What can we do for you? Yes, my husband and I are considering laying laminate in our dining room and down the hallway. Okay. And I have a large dining room table. Our children are grown, but our children and grandchildren often come home to visit. 
Is it really scratchable? Oh, listen, it's... Well, the opposite of scratchable. It, it is tough stuff. Debbie, I've got laminate floor that's been in my house since um, just after I had my first child. And so we've brought up three kids on the same laminate floor, and it looks as good today as the day we put it down. It is incredibly durable stuff. It doesn't right. scratch. It, it, you know, if you drop something heavy on it, like a hammer, you'll get a little chip. Don't ask me why I know that. But it's, <laughs> it's, it really, it's not so bad. It, it, you can, you can touch it up actually with touch-up paint that kind of looks like auto touch-up paint. Um, but it really is tough stuff. So I, I think it's if you're concerned about durability, that's fine. You know, another thing that you could think about is engineered wood floor. Yeah, engineered hardwood, though, um, the prices are a little bit different than it would be for laminate. But the beauty of engineered hardwood is that it's much less than the actual solid hardwood. And what it is, it's layers almost like a plywood. And then the topmost layer is the actual veneer of the hardwood that you would select. But also very durable, great in any sort of environment, whether it's a below-grade room or a kitchen or a bath. But laminate's a great choice. You can really put it in any room of the house. It's a good project to do on your own. And of course, it can look from anything like a hard wood floor to tile to brick to whatever you choose. And is it easy to maintain? I mean, it's hard to clean. Absolutely. Oh, gosh, it's so easy yep. to clean. It's even easy to install. Debbie, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Up next, the best way to maintain a butcher block surface. That's right. They need some help. They're just not going to stick with you all the time. So give them the love they deserve. You live in a money pit. Money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we make good homes better. Available 24-7 at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We talk about lots of things on the program, including mold. Are you concerned about it? Well, figure out everything you need to know because we've got a mold resource guide available for you free at moneypit.com. We've also got the opportunity there for you to send us an email. So let's jump into the email bag. Leslie, who's first? Okay. This is from Sue in Sycamore, Illinois, who writes, one of the countertops, I guess she's assuming in her home, is about two feet of butcher block. We put in new countertops and sanded down the existing butcher block to fresh wood. Should I apply anything to that? Someone suggested mineral oil. Well, that someone, Sue, is absolutely correct. And this doesn't just go for butcher block countertops. This also goes for butcher block cutting boards. If you've got them, they need maintenance, not just regular washing. So for any surface that you have that's a butcher block surface, you want to make sure that you sand them down and refinish them every year. You want to keep that surface fresh. And anytime you sand them down, you want to recoat them. Even if you're not sanding them down, coat them once in a while. And be sure you use a good quality mineral oil, not olive, not vegetable oil, because those are actually, you know, they can go bad, whereas mineral oil doesn't. And if they turn rancid, it's going to just lead to a bunch more problems. When you apply the mineral oil, you want to make sure you use a clean cloth, wipe with the grain, allow that oil to soak into the wood for about four to six hours. After that, the excess, you can wipe it away with a soft, clean cloth, and it'll give you love that that butcher block gives to you. So really use it, clean it, enjoy it. And remember, clean it is the key because butcher block of all the countertop surfaces has the potential to become contaminated the easiest. 
So it's very, very important that if you're going to use butcher block, especially if you're cutting raw meat, raw fish, that you clean it with hot, soapy water after you're done to make sure you kill, especially any of that nasty E. coli that could get left behind. All right, got another one here from James in Naples, Florida, who writes, I would really like to install a wood floor in my living room. I have two large German shepherds. Is there any kind of wood that would stand up to this kind of use without scratching badly? Well, absolutely. Hardwoods are probably not going to be the best choice with large dogs. They're going to look great, but sooner or later, they're going to need to be refinished. So if you're up for it, go ahead and give it a shot. If not, probably a better option is laminate flooring. There are lots of great choices at armstrong.com, by the way. And in fact, Armstrong has locked together laminate and even locked together hardwood. And I think, Leslie, even hardwood may be a possibility, but it would probably be engineered hardwood with the super hard finishes, don't you think? Well, even if you're going for a solid hardwood, you know, if that's what you love and that's really what you've got your heart set on, go for it. But get a commercial grade finish. Give yourself every advantage to sort of combat those dogs' scratchy claws because they're going to be running. The doorbell rings. They want to get the mailman. You know how it is. And they're going to dig into that surface. Even though it's hardwood, it does still have a very soft side to it. And the good thing about hardwood Hardwood. And really an interesting thing about engineered hardwood is that they're both refinishable. With hardwoods, you can do it over and over again. With engineered hardwoods, maybe twice. And the engineered hardwoods are also cool because they're dimensionally stable, which means you can put them in areas you can't put solids, like basements where it gets damp, or perhaps even a bathroom. Love a hardwood floor in a bathroom. Yeah, and hardwood floors in a bathroom, not necessarily solid hardwoods, are hugely popular. So give it a thought. Making good homes better, that's what we do right here every single week on the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, coming up next week on the Money Pit, we're going to give you the lowdown on the newest cooktops and ovens that make them safer and easier to use and easier to clean and even more comfortable to cook with. That's coming up next week on this program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.